The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Bupa, supporting the health of millions of Australians because life happens. Find out more at bupa.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Wednesday the 6th of May. In your squiz today, flattening the unemployment curve, an update on the truck crash that killed four police officers in Victoria, the 2020 Pulitzer Prize winners, and the divinely potty-mouthed Dame Judi Dench. This is your squiz today. Having flattened the curve in the health sense, full attention is now being turned to flattening the unemployment curve. One million Australians lost their jobs between mid-March and mid-April, and there are five million Australians on the JobKeeper payment. These are big numbers, and now it's all about getting Australians back to work. Any news on what that will look like, Claire? Well, doing that, of course, is rather tricky in the era of COVID-19, and that's because of all the social distancing guidelines uh, and all of those things that really need to be adjusted in the workplace so that they can be safe. Chief Medical Officer Brendan Murphy says that uh, shared working spaces like hot desking is problematic, and we might be looking at staged uh, start and finish times at work for people who work that way. Uh, Also, meetings in small rooms would be off. There's likely to be fewer interstate work trips. Uh, A lot of detail needs to be filled in there, and we're all waiting to hear what that is. Essentially, though, it will be up to state and territory leaders to decide on which restriction rules will be relaxed and allowing Australians to get back to work. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is keen for kids to get back into the classroom, though. He says that there's around 300,000 or so parents and carers who have the care of their children as their priority at the moment, and that's preventing them from getting back into work and being productive in the employment game. So that's a big issue. Also, there's all the other restrictions that we're currently living under, and he's become quite an advocate for the lifting of a lot of those. There's the National Cabinet meeting on Friday, and we'll hear a lot more about what the go-ahead looks like. And while talking yesterday's cabinet meeting was about a trans-Tasman bubble, the reality is that any travel between Australia and New Zealand is still a while off, Claire. Both Prime Ministers Jacinda Ardern and Scott Morrison said, though, it's a good thing to aim for. And, you know, if there's any country that we're looking to link closely together with, it's New Zealand. So we're some way off visiting our cousin bros yet. Our cousin bros. (laughs) And in sport, Claire, the Melbourne Storm have had a far from warm welcome in their new training city of Albury. The council there met last night and has denied them access to the town's one rugby field. Uh, They say that there should be rules uh, consistent across the community when it comes to gathering and training and those sorts of things. And given we're not allowed to do that, then they say that they shouldn't do that on the council oval. They're going to make do with one of the Aussie rules ovals of one of the town's AFL clubs. It's an AFL mad town. And in news on the vaccine and treatment front, Melbourne-based researchers have been given a $10 million grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for their promising trials of an immunity-boosting vaccine. The team says it's the fastest the Gates have ever greenlit funds for a trial. More on that story and other COVID-19 updates in the Squiz Today email. 
In international news now, Venezuelan authorities have detained 13 people, including two US citizens, for taking part in a failed armed incursion to topple dictator Nicolas Maduro. President Trump has denied any US government involvement. Sounds like the last series of Jack Ryan on Amazon, (laughs) if you've seen it. It's quite an incredible... Love that series. Yeah, it's a great one, but it's quite an incredible tale. Uh, Still lots of details that aren't quite known. US President Donald Trump overnight has commented saying that the government knew nothing about it. Uh, Of course, the opposition leader there, uh, Juan Guado, also says that it had nothing to do with him. There's been efforts uh, to unseat uh, Nicolas Maduro, but he's backed by Russia and China and it's really been at a stalemate for some time. A message now from our podcast partner, Boopa. Because finding the motivation to exercise at home can be hard, Boopa are giving eligible customers three months access to the 28 by Sam Wood online fitness and nutrition program. There are some T's and C's, but if this sounds like your kind of thing, we've included the link to find out more in your episode notes. You can also head to boopa.com.au. In an update on the truck crash that killed four police officers in Melbourne, the Herald Sun is this morning reporting that the driver, 47-year-old Mahinda Singh, had swerved to miss hitting a witch on the road. Reports say he's currently receiving care in the acute assessment unit at Melbourne Assessment Prison. It's alleged two ice pipes were found in his truck cabin and at his home, but Victorian police have not confirmed this. Police raids on two homes in Sydney and the trucking company's head office were carried out yesterday today. Reports say logbooks were seized, but no one was arrested. One of the big business stories of last year was the demise of WeWork. Co-founder and former CEO Adam Newman is now suing Japanese investment firm SoftBank for walking away from a $3 billion WeWork share buyout. Sounds a bit messy, Claire. It is a bit messy and there's quite a backstory to this one. Mm. Uh, Big personalities and and big uh, money being thrown around. But uh, what happened during that period of time last year is that it was going to list on the stock exchange. Its valuation was questioned and then it all seemed to fall apart. So uh, Adam Newman, the former CEO, has um, decided to take SoftBank to court. There'll be a lot of eyes on this one because it is such an intriguing story. The Pulitzer Prize is one of the most prestigious awards in journalism. This year's awards have been announced online, of course. It's always a fascinating look at some of the big stories. Who were some of the winners, Claire? The New York Times took out three awards, which is a pretty good effort. (laughs) Uh, Their investigative report on the taxi industry was one that got a lot of attention. The Anchorage Daily News and a group called ProPublica won the Public Service Prize for their Lawless series. It was about gaps in policing in Alaska. Got into that last night. It's actually a really interesting story. Mm. Photography, of course, like to look at a few pictures. There's Reuters for the Hong Kong protests, also America. Associated Press took out a, a feature photography award for looking at what's happening in Kashmir and in India after a crackdown there. Uh, and podcasts, there's a first podcast award in the in the Pulitzer Prize this year. Uh, this American Life and uh, a Vice journalist have won the inaugural award uh, for a series about the asylum policy in the US with Mexico. There's a link to the full list of winners as well as individual links to the stories mentioned in the Squids Today email. 
And Dame Judi Dench has become the oldest cover star of UK Vogue. She looks absolutely incredible. It's a great read as well, though, Claire. She's really potty-mouthed. I didn't know that Judi Dench was a bit of a a sweary swear girl, but uh, (laughs) also very tree-obsessed. I knew that because she's done TV series about her love of trees. Um, And also she's very angry about getting old. So uh, a really interesting read and a, a good one for a Wednesday. Yep, it's so good. Find that link in the quiz today. Every day you give us a song lyric that relates to something in the news. What have you got for us today? I've gone for one from Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child from her solo career and the lyric is I want to see you work. There's lots of people wanting to get Mm. back to work. Scott Morrison particularly wants to see us working so Mm -hmm. uh, away we go. Nice one. I think that's all from us on Wednesday. Happy hump day and we will catch you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.